Hello, welcome, and dobrodošli to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. In each episode, we will explore what I have called the world's best country, meeting locals, traveling, eating, and getting to know the very best of Slovenia. This podcast is written and hosted by me, Dr. Noah Charney, and is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board. Welcome to the latest episode of Feel Slovenia, the podcast. Today, we're talking about Lake Bohin in Slovenia's Julian Alps and the role of NFT technology in tourism. I'm sitting beside a roaring fire. The sunset over the pristine alpine Lake Bohin flushes purple and orange. And I'm talking about NFTs. NFT could stand for new format tourism, but it actually means non-fungible token. And it's linked to blockchain technology. It's a file format for transferring data and information on the blockchain. In November 2022, Slovenia Tourism invited 15 select journalists from various countries to participate in an event. They each received an NFT, which was both a digital image and also a ticket to come to Lake Bohin for a three-day retreat. In May 2023, they stayed at the spectacular, newly renovated Hotel Bohin, on the shores of Slovenia's most romantic, wild, and evocative lake. And lucky me, I was invited to tag along. The project aimed to bridge the gap between digital assets and tangible analog experiences. By associating the NFTs with a physical event, value was added to the digital asset, and the line between the virtual and the in-real-life was happily blurred. The event itself was uniquely designed with a focus on the diverse sensory experiences that await visitors exploring the captivating destination of the Julian Alps. The ultimate Julian Alps sensory adventure included yoga and breathing exercises, and a wellness session inspired by the work of 19th century naturopath Arnold Riekli, who made Lake Bled an international destination for wellness tourism. Breakfast on the shore of Lake Bohin, featuring only local produce, was accompanied by a sound bath, designed to heighten the sense of hearing and promote relaxation. A cable car brought guests up to Vogel Mountain overlooking the lake and the alpine ridges. Then it was on to Pokluka Plateau for forest bathing and a picnic lunch surrounded by spruce trees. A TV took the form of a water tasting led by a water sommelier, followed by dinner prepared by Michelin-starred chef Uro Stefelin. Hats off to Slovenia for being so open-minded and progressive in embracing a relatively new technology and using it in a groundbreaking way to promote tourism. After an elaborate multi-course locavore dinner at the restaurant at Hotel Bohin, I spoke to Clemen Langus, director of Bohin Tourism, about this project and what is so special about Bohin and why he likes to think of it as a living room to which tourists are welcome. Clement, thanks for spending a little time speaking with us. So we're at the beautiful Hotel Bohin. You have probably the best job in Slovenia as director of Bohin Tourism. Tell me how you came up with this idea of integrating NFTs with tourism and bringing people to Bohin. Bohin lies within the Trigo National Park, which is the only national park in Slovenia. And uh, since 20 years, we are trying to find this balance between the nature conservation and uh, tourism development, especially. And in the last uh, couple of years, we, we managed to uh, speak the same language, whether it is these um, guys or people from, people from the National Park Authority 
tourists or the municipality or the tourism. And of course, the most important objective in the area is nature preservation and conservation. But of course, on the other side, we have to live here. And the tourism is industry, which came to this area some 150 years ago. Not so long ago, actually. So it's a new, quite kind of new industry. For me, the tourism industry is a guest who can help the local community to, to develop and who can give the, the visitors some some good experience. And this is where we uh, where we wanted to connect the the idea of uh, sustainable tourism in in the Triple National Park with also some new technologies. Mm-hmm. What we are doing through this, it's from for us very important. There is a lot of protected species in the area here in, in, the, in the national park. A lot of protected uh, animals or, or plants, especially plants, since we are now in the in time of wildflower festival. And um, for me, it was idea that we present something that at the end somebody will not see or even not experience a very new one. Uh, so at the end, some protected animal or, or plant is becoming your advocate. It can prove that what you do, it's uh, what you mean. So this this was the, the first link. And of course, in the tourism industry, we're very much aware that we need to follow the new technologies. Of course, we're something, sometimes a little bit reluctant what will this technology bring. At the end, tourism is a, a person-to-person industry and tourism without person-to-person meeting is, will lose <laughs> all the, all the, what tourism has. That's why we decided to, together with Australian Tourism Board for the biggest uh, tourism business fair, WTWM in London, that we will go with this story and the story behind the NFT technology is the story about the area, the national park, the protection of the wildlife uh, in the area, and of course also about the tourism that is bringing a a way how to to live here, uh, to survive here, uh, and it's the story about finding the right balance. So you chose selected reporters and journalists, yeah, and you offered them an NFT that had an added benefit that they yeah. could come here yeah. and engage in a special visit. Yeah. What, is, what does that look like and what are they going to do while they're here? Well, they will spend now, today and tomorrow, they will spend wandering around the area on a little bit different way. Everything will be connected to our sensors and to our um, motivation uh, as, as local community motivation, why we live here, why we try to develop uh, the, the area in a sustainable way. And it's going to be unique. It's, it's been created just for them. Uh, and I do hope it, it's already brought some new ideas for us as a, as a local community through the process of, of working on this program of a selected journalist. Uh, and I do hope that with their, their help, all the readers will understand the importance of the, of the area they will write for. And for us, I do hope that we will also gain uh, new ideas for new good tourism products. One of the things you said that I love is you like the idea that Bohin is a living room. Tell me about that. What do you mean by that? You know, it's everybody nowadays is, is speaking about sustainability, responsibility. Uh, new words are emerging uh, every year about life, about how we live, how we need to develop, how we need to interact with nature uh, or, or even society, etc. And this is sometimes so difficult to explain. You know, if I, as a tourism director, I'm talking about the sustainability every year and sometimes nobody will understand me and my colleagues from the tourism industry, yes. But you know, the, the, the community, the people who live here, it's, they just live the life. You know, it, it's something, it's too hard just to preach them, you know, you have to work system, sustainable, etc. Like I said, 
tourism is a new industry in the area. The people came here some 5,000 years ago, not to, you know, not to lie on the lakeshore and get some brown color, but to survive. And they used the nature at the time, but they used it on such a way that they not damaged the nature. And that was the time when I come to this idea, well, this is our living room. It, it's, it's a place where we live. And this living room is organized like we want to be. We as a local community, we see landowners, we choose the color of the, of the curtains, we choose the tables, the chairs, the, the TVs. Our living room is it's being chosen by us. And then we invite to, into this living room our friends, our colleagues. So this is, this is we're speaking about the, the invited people. They came and they usually came in, uh, in Slovenia with uh, maybe they bring a present or they... they they take their shoes off. This is the, the, the habit in Slovenia. It's not, it's not all around the Europe, but nevertheless. And they, when, when they enter our room, they're amazed at how we organize our living room because they organize their living room a little bit different. Uh, and they made, they got new ideas maybe because of our curtains, because we choose brown or the, the blue one, for example. And then this, this beautiful evening come, you know, this conversation with the good drinks and, and food and new ideas emerge. And at the end, this is a win-win situation because they are enriched by my explanation of my living room and I'm enriched by their, their ideas. What they would change in my living room. At the end, I'm the owner of, of this living room and they follow my rules in my living room. They maybe not agree with my rules, but they, they follow the, the, the rules. So the same, I, I will follow the rules of somebody else's living room. And this is one thing about the living room. The second is in this living room, I, I can do a lot of things on my own, but there's a lot of things I cannot do on my own. I need, I need friends. I need, I need, different people to come. I'm not a plumber, for example. I don't know nothing about this. And I need somebody to come and, and to, to, to do the, the work. Or I, I, I cannot, maybe I need help by choosing my curtains. So again, uh, it's, 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 for me, this is, uh, again, it's presented that how tourism is, is so dependent industry. I depend on other people. And it's honest that we forget sometimes, you know, this is, intersectoral cooperation, I miss, uh, especially here in Slovenia. We need to cooperate. It's different industries, different between, and the tourism could be a horizontal one, but still it, it needs this cooperation. We need to fill these different gaps. I do think that this is the Dream Alps, what we are doing here, also here in Bochin, is we're just, you know, building the bridges between different industry industries, uh, and this is a very important one because, you know, the area sometimes it's like a, a meadow, and we all need to decide well, what we are going to do on this meadow. It's not my decision as a tourism worker, I will have here tourism events, and then afternoon, the people from National Park decide, no, this is going to be a biodiversity meadow. We need to sit down behind one desk, decide what we will do with this meadow, and then this is the win situation. I like this description because Slovenia is all about sustainable tourism, which usually means environmentally friendly, zero waste. But you're bringing another component, which is sustainable in a happy, symbiotic dynamic with locals welcoming tourists and benefiting from them. And the tourists being part of a living space, so they're not bothering locals it's not feeling like an intrusion but it's a welcome symbiosis and i think that's a beautiful idea i think it's very important that uh, what we do as a tourism uh, workers 
that we ask the local community. Sometimes this is a very tough uh, work to do, but we have to ask them what they feel, how they feel about the tourism, and they need to be part of, of tourism decision. So, um, you know, this is this is a guy came like 20 years ago here to our office, a guy from Scotland. We called him uh, the, the father of the Wildflower Festival, Ian Mitchell is his name. Uh, and he said, okay, you should develop the community-based tourism. At the time, you know, like 20 years ago, nobody was talking about responsibility, etc. And community-based tourism was this. But yes, tourism should be integrated into the local community. And the local community should have the final words. This is this, These are tough, I know, very strong words. But at the end, it's like this. Because at the end, the tourism is selling very rough set, what the local community is doing in the area. Mm -hmm. Like cultural landscape, it's not made by, by tourists, it's made by the local community. Yeah. Clement, thank you so much for inviting us into your living room. Bohin is probably my favorite place in Slovenia, so I'll be back often. It's it, it's my too. Thank you and welcome. <laughs> Alyosha Ota is the director of Slovenia Tourism for Italy. This NFT project is his passion and was his brainchild. Alyosha, thanks for taking some time to speak with us. So you're kind of the mastermind behind this project, but you're also in charge of Slovenia tourism for the Italian market, and you're really interested in blockchain, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. So this is the perfect storm for you. Tell me a little bit about what your background is and then how you got this idea. So um, thank you very much for the invitation. First, I'm very happy to be here with you today and that we actually are here in this first NFT event that we create uh, from the Slovenian Tourism Board. My background, it's I have two um, I say personalities. One is uh, the marketing world, which is my biggest, and tourism, of course. Tourism is the uh, above everything <laughs> because I grew up in tourism sector. Um, I started to work when I was 18 in the tourism field. Um, and of course, marketing was my first very big love in uh, um, in my studies. Uh, but then I crashed inside the financial market because I was working six year, uh, five, 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 six years in a, in a bank. Right. So basically, these two words are merging together. And I first time hear about Bitcoin and about cryptocurrencies in 2010, actually, when it was uh, invented. So there was always kind of like studying and trying to understand. And now really uh, came the time, I think uh, it was, yes, it was uh, 2021 uh, during COVID time. I really said, okay, I need to know more about this. And I made an important uh, master degree, uh, not, not university, but like a private one uh, in Italy. So it was like four, four months of very intense study about blockchain world. And the good thing about this is that when you get the basics about the technology, then you can create everything upon. Mm -hmm. you know? So I was then trying to take the knowledge and put it inside my sector. It was a tourism sector in, uh, uh, of course, Slovenian Tourism Board. Uh, I'm responsible for Italian market. And I need to say that a lot of uh, the director and all of my colleagues were um, like very open to discuss about this. Mm -hmm. And this is why we are today, uh, of course, also Slovenia was creating uh, the first um, uh, NFT collection in, uh, in Dubai. So this was kind of the first opening the, the games. Mm -hmm. uh, and here we are today. So tell me what's special about this project. And I understand you conceived of it and got started way back in September, and it's only being realized now in June. So what's special and unique about this? Our goal was to make another event uh, based on the blockchain technology and uh, to give a real value 
to the NFTs. So actually today we uh, kind of don't know actually in advance which is the real value of something in the digital world. It's very personalized, it's very subjective, the value, because maybe I can sell to you a digital art, a song, entry to a ticket to for something, and you're prepared to pay, I don't know, one euro, five, ten, twenty euro, one million euro, nobody knows. So it's very subjective. We really want to make a small step ahead and give something tangible. And this is why we connect the event. Basically, uh, we really know the value of uh, of the event. So it's really something that we can talk about. Coming here in Bohin, make this uh, experience, sleep in this nice uh, accommodation in the hotel. Tomorrow, we will have a lot of uh, experience with, with our guests. So it's really something tangible. Uh, the NFTs is only the way to sell, or of, of course, we didn't sell, but we just promote with NFTs. So we choose the NFT as a way to promote the event. And this was the first time. It's very cool that Slovenia as a government and as a tourism ministry was so progressive because it's really unusual for them to be at the cutting edge of technology. Are there other countries doing this that you know of or is Slovenia an early adopter? Slovenia for sure was early adopter because uh, was one of the first, maybe the first country that created the first NFT collection during uh, Expo Dubai. But then other collection followed. So this was our uh, our work. We create one collection for the Bit Milano um, exhibition in Italy, 2022. It was March of uh, of the last year. Then we create this collection that we present in the world travel market in, in London in November of last year. Mm -hmm. So basically we started this project in actually September, creating this event, uh, starting to take the also uh, co co collaboration with the destination of Julian Alps, because we need to say that they open, uh, of open arms, take our ideas and said, okay, let's do it. And of course, we will be nothing uh, without the real experience of the of the destination. And then another collection came out now with the Slovenian incoming workshop. We also create a um, a new collection we give for free for all the attendants of the Slovenian incoming workshop. So this is kind of uh, uh, some elements, some collections coming. Maybe other will come in the future. Who knows? I was going to ask you if the next one lined up, or we have to wait in suspense for the big reveal. Actually, uh, now we are working on some projects. I think that uh, it's important to to follow the the path that we that we took. Uh, not only Slovenian Tourism Board. We need to say that uh, let's say destination as Portoros create the important collection. They they promote destination with NFTs. Maribor create also their own collection of NFTs. Very big sports events like Planitza, where uh, let's say the NFT was the ticket to go actually to see Planitza. So. For sure, Slovenian Tourism Board is not the only one working, but it's important that uh, the main tourism uh, organization uh, it's working on this, giving maybe some ideas that could be developed. Thank you so much for coming up with this very cool idea. And I'd like to have you back sometime. We'll talk about what Italians love to visit in Slovenia. Today, Slapnik is the tech mastermind behind Slovenia's NFT tourism projects, both at Expo Dubai in 2021 and here for the Bohin Project. Tade, thank you for spending some time speaking with us. So you are part of the team that put together and realized this NFT tourism project. Tell me first, what was unique and distinctive about this that hadn't been done before? Well, definitely the first was that it was a country behind who decided to issue NFT. 
this was the first ever that uh, some country globally decided to do that step. But the second, of course, it was that quite unique way to think about NFTs as a touristical souvenirs. 2021, this was really rare. So Slovenia's really been at the forefront of NFTs and tourism. Tell me about the project for the Expo Dubai and also how that differs from the current one that we're engaged in today. Yeah, at the Expo Dubai, Slovenia decided to do something different. So to uh, introduce the NFTs in the form of digital souvenirs to the visitors visiting the Slovenian pavilion at Expo Dubai. So the challenge we were facing, it was that we introduced the NFTs in the form that average people would be able to use it. We are really proud that we managed to do so. Uh, so from 15,000 of NFTs that they were delivered, 9,000 were actually opened. And uh, with majority of them didn't have any problems to download it and to mint it. Big difference now comparing, I feel, NFT from 2021 to the NFTs that we issued together with the Slovenian Tourist Board is that uh, it's not just digital souvenir in your digital wallet that stays with you and you cannot sell it. This was, I feel, NFT. The last edition enables you that you also put the NFT on the marketplace and you start to boot. So you're taking the offer. If somebody appreciates the NFT, you can actually buy it from you. Hmm. So this is the biggest step ahead. So Slovenia has actually been surprisingly proactive in the world of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and NFTs. Can you briefly tell us a little bit about Slovenia's place being at the forefront of this new technology? Well, also today we are in the hotel that it was uh, built by the ex-owners of the world's biggest crypto exchange, Bitstamp, that was developed with, uh, already in 2012. And uh, this amazing team of entrepreneurs uh, introduced the blockchain technology in Slovenia in really early phases. This is the main reason that the strong uh, crypto community arise already in 2012, 13, 14. And a lot of startups started to develop the solutions, not just on the, uh, on the field of tourism, but on various uh, industry verticals. So just for example, in 2017, on a global scale, Slovenian companies uh, developing blockchain projects got 5% of global investment globally into the development of uh, solutions. So many of these projects now are already huge companies, successful companies, that they are actually delivering the solutions, not just in Europe, but, but uh, on the full scale. But in the same time, in 2016-17, also Slovenia government was really progressive. A lot of smart regulation was done, a lot of collaboration among entrepreneurs in the, in the country. And uh, actually, from then on, Slovenia is one of the most progressive European member states that together with the European Commission initiated the collaboration on the European level. So now we are in 2023, and we can really be proud that uh, Slovenian entrepreneurs in the field of blockchain really did a great job. I also spoke with Tanya Bivic-Plankar. She is one of Slovenia's most proactive specialists in NFTs, and notes that Slovenia has really been an incubator for blockchain-related technology. In fact, one area of Slovenia, around the towns of Kran and Šenčur, has been called the Silicon Valley of cryptocurrency due to the surprising high number of high-profile projects based here, including the most famous Bitstamp, which is Europe's largest and first cryptocurrency trading platform. 
One of its founders, Damien Merlach, is also the new owner of Hotel Bohin, where this tourism event took place. There were groups in Slovenia from 2009 that were following the Bitcoin. They were in one little cafeteria that was called the Kiberpipa, and they were there and they were discussing everything that was uh, happening about that. I think that some of the enthusiasts really saw the opportunity to do something in this space, that this is the, our time, because as a small nation, we don't really have, uh, I don't know, a big industries, but technology, it is something that we can excel in. I, I believe also that it, it becomes to the very brave pioneers that were uh, at that time willing to take a risk and to do something new and to do something there. And it really also helped uh, because uh, after that, the Slovenian government saw blockchain technology and all those startups also as a potential to represent uh, Slovenia in Europe and in the world. If you're new to the world of NFTs, take a look at them. This is no fly-by-night novelty but a new medium that is already well-established far beyond the realm of collectibles. It is here to stay. And speaking of places to stay, next time you're looking for a holiday, you can do no better than to visit Lake Bohin, where you'll be welcomed into the living room of the locals. Vala and thank you for listening to Feel Slovenia, the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Slovenian Tourist Board and was written and presented by Dr. Noah Charney. Please subscribe to get each new episode and tell all of your friends interested in travel and all things Slovenia. If you'd like to learn more, visit slovenia.info. For more information, you're welcome to follow our social media channels, Feel Slovenia on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TripAdvisor.